Hey guys, welcome to Poor Baby. Poor Baby. I'm your host, Steve Gamble. Poor Baby. The secondary host is Colton Jones. Hey, I'm also, I'm, I'm just as primary of a host, theoretically, on this. Un- Unofficial host and co-host. Co-host kind of means the same. How many times did we approach each other about starting this podcast before we finally did it? I think either that or some other project has been an idea for... Well, this podcast is not is pointedly not an idea, Steve. It's an anti-idea podcast. You, don't, you, you didn't want to have an idea. That's what you said. I said, hey, let's just... One of us get super high and turn some mics on. Whoever decides to be that person will be the secondary host. And I said, let's just roll. <laughs> I didn't, you never said that if I got high, I would be the secondary Also, I'm not even it. high right now. I have no idea what you're talking about. In fact, I celebrated a year of sobriety today. So I'd appreciate some respect about that, sir. California clean. California sober. Do people still say that or am I 80 years old? California right sober. I'm I'm still an alcoholic, but I pay my taxes now, you know. Ah. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, <laughs> what that, a great intro that was. Dude. We did all right. We nailed it, dude. We just got to keep it going. We can't let ourselves get in that headspace of like, we don't have anything to talk about. And I know that we don't <laughs> have anything to talk about because you didn't want to plan anything. And then when I did bring something to the table, to be honest, and I'm telling you this because the, I'm glad we're recording all of this now because honestly, ever since you got here... It's been a pretty negative situation. I've felt very uncomfortable. You said, I'm going to hit record and then really hold his feet to the fire <laughs> yes. in front of... I, you didn't have anything planned. You said, let's not plan anything. Let's just kind of wing it, and that way we can do it every Tuesday. And then I said, I want to talk about the UTSA Roadrunners and how they're undefeated, and you shot me down. I just said, not everybody might find that. But I didn't know you were 4-0. Well, a lot of people might think I'm talking about the real UTSA runners that went undefeated in the college season until late in the season last year. But I am actually talking about a simulated college football uh, franchise, NCAA Football 13. So we've touched on two things. One (laughs) is that you play a video game. And two is that you hit a year of sobriety. Okay. And you're going... First one. <laughs> I play uh, I play a lot. <laughs> I play uh, I play probably yeah, I would say three hours a day on average. NCAA football thirteen. That's madness to me. It used to be Madden NFL ten. It's funny that you said mad madness. That's madness. <laughs> Sorry. That definitely blew out the speaker. Yeah, just don't do that a whole bunch. Well, I have no idea what I'm doing, man. But this seems to work. You think, think it's going to sound good? I think it's going to sound as good as it's going to sound or as good as it needs to sound. <laughs> we got to nail it. You know, this is our last <laughs> chance. I don't want to fuck around with it anymore. We're already four minutes into our first podcast episode. How are you feeling so far? I feel like there's a lot of BTS so far. BTS? Behind the scenes. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I like to the get podcast a- so far is you worried about the audio. <laughs> if <laughs> if if you want people to enjoy the show and watch it grow, you have to give them you know a little peek behind the curtain. You know, and I feel like we nailed it with the theme song. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we nailed it with the uh, story initially about the video game. You know, it, it painted me as quirky and you as concerned. 
you know. And then we gave the people a little behind the scenes peek, and now they're happy. Yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess I just wanted you to like shoot me a glance. Like, should I break down the fourth wall here? Is it time? Do you not want to break and the fourth wall just, ever? Well, it's too late now. I'm living on the edge, baby. I'm Humpty Dumpty. But I never fall down, and I don't need to be put back together. I'm working on putting myself back together, actually. Well, that is what I actually <laughs> wanted to talk about. I feel like you've got a ton of shit going on. What do you mean? Well, you've lost 100 pounds. Uh-huh. And that's oh. a nice round number. Uh-huh. And you are Although, after the holidays, sober. it's closer to 95. Oh, here you know? we go. You're bad. Uh-huh. Uh, but are you doing any uh, just mental stuff to keep... On the straight and narrow, or do you think the weight loss comes first and then everything else? No, kind of I just slides like into to place, set aside or? about two hours every day to have an anxiety attack. Okay, so you're still fighting. No, the I don't fight. know really. You know, I, I feel better. I I feel like I don't need. I used to be medicated, you know, bipolar disorder, and then I just I kind of got off the stuff. And honestly, I felt ever. I think I hate to say it's a mindset thing, but uh, go Hawks. You know, like Russell Wilson, like just manifest what you want, and I think you can do it. If you really want to, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, bad stuff happens to them and it's really sad, but then they, they let the sadness kind of define them. And Well, you know, they say there's no problem so big that alcohol can't make it worse. And I feel like <laughs> that is the most... funniest thing I think I've heard all day. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That really spoke to me, you know, but maybe that's because I'm nostalgic right now, you know, for your drinking days, for that's how I would be. I you know, I was trying drink. to think. Somebody asked me what my favorite beer was the other day. I can't remember. Can't remember. PBR. That, yeah, maybe you should give it a hang it up. Then <laughs> sounds like you weren't good at it. I like gin. <sighs> sounds like maybe you were great at it. Then I feel like <laughs> I was either great or terrible or both at once. Probably. I think you moved to gin to let people know. Hey. You're not like me, okay? <laughs> I know what the fuck I'm I was doing. like, at the end of my drinking days, I was performative and resentful about how much I could drink. like, and Performative? Performative and resentful. I would buy people shots, be competitive about it. But, you know, I think that I've read this before or heard it on a smarter podcast than this one's going to be. <laughs> and it's like people are addicts. They want other people to do the stuff they're addicted to. So they feel like they're doing it as part of a group activity and not because they're addicted to it. Yeah. And if any, and if you can, you want to be around people that are a little bit worse off than you are at it and make you, you know, you feel a little bit better about. You're the best at the group activity now. Yeah, no, I mean people that are oh, you want to hang around with alcoholics bigger alcoholics than you are, and then comparatively, you feel better about yourself. I I suppose you think so. That's why I got married to Katie because she's a bigger alcoholic. Yeah, than she's you? a piece of shit. So <laughs> compare sloppy myself. steaks, dude. Yeah, uh, sloppy <laughs> steaks, dude. What? Why? I mean, that's your wife. That's kind of edgy to say that about your wife. I'm super edgy. Oh, about your wife? Yeah, particularly. Well, yeah, we're into edging. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes, King. <laughs> or no, so most King. Most of my comedy is about <laughs> yes, King. Wait, 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 King. wait, King. Not yeah. yet, King. Yeah, there you go. I think we did it. So, did you guys? Do you think you fell in love drinking together? Yeah, hundred percent. Do you think if you both had to be sober, you would still love each other? Hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's just. Uh... Would you say you were two lost little souls and you found and saved each other? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't want to like 
say it in public or anything. You just did. Yeah. You're on a podcast. People yeah. ask what this is going to be about, and I said, I, I, have a, I have a feeling it's going to turn into me and Steve being each other's therapists instead of just going and doing that on Tuesday when we probably should. I mean, that's what podcasts are, so I think it's fine. Do you think... It's like, what if you could get a therapist for free and that therapist was terrible? <laughs> I'm not a terrible therapist. I'm talking about me. I'm going to ask you some more you questions now. What questions would you like to be asked? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. How was, uh, I was going to talk a little bit about the, uh, snow weekend that we had mm. here. Or it, it was, was like really a, one day. It was like a, what day was, it Thursday. was like a Thursday. Yeah. That everything got canceled. Dude, honestly, I was pissed and I, maybe I shouldn't say this. I, <clears throat> dude, <laughs> let's say something semi-embarrassing about myself, but this is poor baby. And we're two poor little babies, dude. And we're just, we're here to dish on it. Okay? That's my project. That's my internal project right now. Is to, is to, is to complain to you. That's what I'm here for. I had free tickets because Anna B is my very good friend. And she got to, she was opening for Big J Okerson at the Edison Improv. And she put me on her list to get in to see Big J Okerson, who I have always loved since I was a kid. I know he's very problematic. I still like him. I watched him a lot when I was a kid. And you had to work the other days? I had to work every other day that week. And also, this coworker I have, who's attractive, agreed to go with me. Oh, no. Canceled. Yeah, I mean, that's about, I mean, what could be worse? Oh, no, that I, is pretty bad. Though. You know what would be worse is if I had, instead of like eating healthy that day or writing something while I was trapped in my house, I had played NCAA football <laughs> 13 for. It's okay. It's not my, your fault. I had a really long... I, I haven't always... I haven't... Does the Robin Williams It's Not Your Fault thing help if it <coughs> clearly is their fault? Is What is that from? Goodwill Hunting. I've never seen that before. You should check it out. It's an excellent film. You know what? They're Mikey B. Yes, I know. He always says that to me. I didn't know what it was from. I thought he made it up and was Oh, just, he always does It's Not Your Fault? He Everything I say. He won't stop saying that. Okay. Is that what he does in the movie? Yeah, Robin Williams says it to Matt Damon. Does it make sense in the movie? Yeah. That's not your fault. That's not your fault. That's not your fault. He doesn't clarify what it is. He just sees that Matt Damon has a lot of trauma, which I think is what Mikey B is trying to get at with you. And he just says, it's not your fault over and over. And Do I have you. a lot of trauma? Is that obvious that I have a lot of trauma? Well, I think that's what our friend Mikey B is trying to say. Do you think that? Do you agree with that? I'm just getting to know you on air. Uh, no, we're good friends. We've known each other for a while. It's debatable. <laughs> but it is your fault. You should not just play video games for several hours at a time is what I'm getting Why at. Why don't you want to say that we've known each other? Are you, are you, is that a bit or do you really not feel like we know each other that well? <laughs> we, we can cut this out. We don't need to. <laughs> I love you. What? Okay. Name five other people who know you more than I do. Both of my parents, Katie, Matt McElhone. Well, I know Matt McElhone better than I know you. You know a lot of people better than you know me. We're not very close. So why did you start a podcast with me? 
Because I want to become close. Why? Because I feel like you're going to be famous and I want to be there. Are you part of a large conspiracy against my life to document my behavior? I'm part of a tiny conspiracy to do that. <laughs> Who else is in the conspiracy? It has to be more than one to be a conspiracy. No, you're uh, kind of in it. You just don't know it. And that's, <laughs> that's the smallest conspiracy. Well, I appreciate you saying that I'm going to be famous. And hey, that guys, does... welcome to Conspiracy of Two. No. The podcast of... Oh, sorry. It's poor baby. All right. I thought we were still liquid on it. Hey, if it's my life that's getting documented in a mass conspiracy against me, I'm high enough to start believing this on a d- deep level. What's my mom's email? <laughs> Sharon? No. 59. Sharon 59? Yeah. You should have said Sharon 69, dude. You stupid. She's not that young. No, that would be insane. she's not, but it would have been a sex joke about my mom. And I mean, come on, dude, you know, knock them out it's of the park. It's Deborah 42069. You don't even know her name. At AOL. Oh, God. You know, I used to idolize Max Bemis from Say Anything. You know who that is? Mm-mm. Emo band. Oh, all Emo right. Band. Loved him when I was a kid. Honestly, done some analysis of that in my therapy as an adult. Probably shouldn't have idolized that guy so much as a kid. Not because he did anything openly wrong that I know of, but just a lot of his behavior was very problematic to model as a youth. Uh, for instance, he had a uh, breakdown in the streets of Brooklyn and poured a bowl of soup onto the sidewalk in front of a woman claiming that uh, there was going to be pills in it that she had snuck into it while he was inside. Okay. And then uh, he walked up to a DVD guy uh, selling... You know, pirated DVDs. Yeah, just on the corner. And yeah, and uh, like tried to take his shirt off, I guess, because he thought he was wearing a wire. So you idolize somebody that clearly... His music is pretty good. I mean, it's not... <sighs> most people would not like it, but the guitar work is great. Well, yeah, but that is no reason why you have to... He's a great guitar player. Yeah, I mean, you. everybody does that, though. Like, everybody... I mean, especially nowadays with everybody's personal life getting so exposed... For sure. We have all idolized people who act poorly. I didn't idolize. I didn't. I don't know. You know, it's interesting. Do you I? Didn't, well, I'm asking. Did you see those actions and go? I want to be so disturbed someday, but so talented that it's just like eclectic and uh, eccentric behavior. Instead of if it happened to like a poor person, uh, you know, they would just get like locked tased. up or yeah, tased definitely for the soup incident. Uh huh. Let me ask you this, though. Here's something I think. Definitely not with this I think podcast. I, well, can I answer the question first? Sure, sure. I think I idolized the music first, saw the behavior. Now that behavior is something I can start idolizing. Because, I, because I'm because i part of a group, I saw myself as a fan of his music. So, of course, I idolized his behavior. I, as a human brain, especially a young one, you know, untaught to fight impulse like that, yeah. just follow my group. And defend him, and idolize it. Well, defending and idolizing, and think it proves secretly that he's a great artist. Yeah, well, that's kind of a a long held theory is that to be that level of talent and art, you have to have something wrong, screw loose, or you know. And I think a lot of comics are afraid to work on themselves because they think what's what makes them funny is what makes them all fucked up. Right, but you have to. Con- yeah, but I think that's being disproven. Because mm-hmm. any comic that gets money immediately starts doing therapy and uh, subscribes to like Buddhism ideals. You know, we should have put something right here to cover up this space. I'm realizing that now in the staging of the video. Okay, we'll superimpose a ficus. I could just grab it. 
don't grab anything. You had another question. What was it? Uh, it was just a thought about podcasts. So you were talking about the the. I'm glad we're breaking the fourth wall again. Kind of the, well, it's not about this podcast, so it's <laughs> fine. Uh, mm. But like how people's personal stuff is exposed. It used to be like there was paparazzi, but now celebrities uh, at a certain level are just putting themselves out there and kind of you know really opening up for hours at a time on their podcasts. And I think we might see a wave of like disturbed fans or something like some real Selena president of the fan club situations because people, you've got a one-sided relationship where one person is talking about intimate details of their life and the other person has zero input, but intakes all of that. I already think, you know, some of it is already at a level that's concerning. Like, um, I listened to a podcast around the NFL. You ever listen to this? No. It's started like 10 plus years ago. It's four dudes. They just break down every game. They preview every game on Thursday. They break down every game Sunday night. But they're four uh, friends. They all work for the NFL directly. One's a Browns fan. One's a... You know, and they're all just like stock guys, but they have great personalities and their friendship is really genuine and it comes through and they, they bicker with each other a lot. Great podcast. I listen to every episode. Last year, Chris Wessling, who was one of the founders of the podcast, or maybe he, actually I think he got brought on in the second season, mm-hmm. uh, died of cancer uh, two months after his son was born. His first son was born. He was like 47 years old. He had battled cancer before and won. He met a woman after he recovered, fell in love. They had a baby. He died two months later. And it's like, I keep listening to the podcast every week, but the amount of familiarity the podcast has developed with the fans over 10 years, and then especially that happening, sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. It feels like, I I didn't know this guy. You know, I didn't know him personally. And uh, it's not that it's uncomfortable that they want to celebrate that. It's their podcast, and they should, because he was really important to them. And actually, the NFL in SoFi Stadium, where the Rams play, built a podcast studio for them and their show. Where they're the main, they're like the flagship podcast. It's the Around the NFL podcast mm-hmm. by the NFL Network, you know. And uh, it's named the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, and that's where they tape their. And also they have a Friday TV spot that's like 30 minutes long that they tape there. Yeah, so now you've got people mourning like they lost a, a close, close friend. friend. Yeah, that they've never, I've never met. I've never met this guy before. And they, yeah, you've never even, he's never responded to. Or maybe he did, but it's, he, that's his job. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, I, I understand that some people take their job very personally. Like that's one thing with bartending. That some people do very well. Yes. Because they plan on being bartenders for a long time. Yeah, either of us or just you or what? Because that was, I am the worst. Do you think you do that well? No, I was... Small talk with your guests? Can't do it. Ah, fuck fuck you. (laughs) If you try to do it with me, I don't like you. If it happens, like something happens on TV and we start talking, great. Yeah, imagine, imagine bartending and you don't know about slash don't care about sports. It's a whole new level. Well, that's how I, I mean, I I only knew about. about football... But now I watch all the sports because I work at a sports bar. Yeah. You know, so I have to kind of know. I cannot say where I work. 
<laughs> for sure. I say it on stage all the time, but that's not being recorded. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, you're fine. Uh, yeah, I was the worst at it, and I got worse and worse as the years went on, and I just got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. That's one good thing about the driving uh, jobs is that you don't have to make the small talk, you know? Yeah. But it's I just don't. I, I want to keep my car going. I already don't change my oil long enough. <laughs> often enough, I don't need to do anything else. To Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I did that on accident. That was the biggest around the NFL. I wish I could fan. be the edge while we do this podcast and just like <gasps> throw stuff in with my feet, dude. I you like that? I reference. support that. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Reed, shout out. <laughs> Oh, I get it. You too. He loves you too. At you too, Defender on Twitter. Follow <laughs> he him. really is. Shout That's out Mikey name, Reed. Dude. I love him, man. So, um, well, how long have we done? Look at the time. It's like two twenty-one minutes. How long did you want to go? You want to go like an hour? Yeah, we can just go until it feels. Do you want me to edit stuff out of this? We can talk about it later. I don't think we should edit anything. <laughs> uh, I'm fine with that, unless there's like a big chunk that just sucks. But what has any of this sucked so far? You think? What's your suck level? Well, give me, give me a six out of uh, one to ten rating from one to ten. But no, honestly, I want to give you wait on the, <laughs> what you were gonna say at first from six to ten. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, come on, you know, like it's one to ten. But if you say lower than six, I'm gonna get kind of mad about it. So right. Give me a 6 to 10 on how you think the podcast is going. So I think well. we're at an 8.7. I think comment below if you fucking... It's not live. <laughs> it's, call in. No, everybody does that <laughs> joke on podcasts. Well, let's call someone. You want to do that? Sure. Oh, you know, I wish I had... Do you don't have something that can plug auxiliary into an iPhone, do you? I don't know off the top of my head. Well, it's I'm kinda... starting to think the editing thing might be a real... <laughs> Why do we have to edit this out? I think it's pretty funny. It's the first episode. The whole joke is that you didn't want to fucking plan anything, so now I got to drive the whole thing by making jokes about how the podcast is going to work. And I got too high. Hey, guys. Welcome to Poor Baby. <laughs> I'm here with your host, Colton Jones. I'm your co-host, Steve Gamble. Oh, God. So I had a thing happen on my uh, on my snow on your way to the forum on my snow day that I thought was gonna be <laughs> snow weekend. What happened, man? So this was like when it was actually bad for. Do you think I'm holding the mic too close? <laughs> Are you saying I'm holding it too far away? No, Sorry, I think I just smoked a bowl right in the middle of this podcast. Might as well have. <laughs> uh, Are you mad about it? It's part of my process. Don't you feel like we're having a fun time? I'm yeah, laughing. I'm neutral about it. I you're don't... neutral now? Yeah. You were at 8.75 a couple minutes ago, and now you're neutral? You're talking about two different things. What are you neutral about? I'm neutral about you smoking a bowl in the middle of the podcast. I didn't smoke before the mic. That's paprika, dude. It, it helps me clear my sinuses. I mean, you lit some... Well, you just said it, and I repeated it, but... I don't think that's true. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I had a great snow day. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Thank you.
you. Oh, during the snow day? Do you really want to know? <laughs> you made me laugh too hard. I don't have anything to talk about now. So we're here in <laughs> DFW, Fort Worth, Texas. And if you've never been to Texas, when we get two inches of snow, we shut the city down. And then you shut it down for an extra day just for good measure after it stops snowing. And I was... Go ahead. I was off mic. I'm not on mic. You can't hear me. Why can't That's you? fine. So what'd you do with your family? So I was hanging out with my family. Of nine. No big whoop, right? Uh, just me, my wife, my youngest daughter. I have two daughters, 10 and one. And uh, so the one-year-old's chilling. We're sitting on the couch. She's playing this game where she's like behind me. And she'll hug around my neck. Right. And I'll like try and shake her off and she'll have a great time. Okay. So she's doing that. And then I grabbed her little arms to like shake her for like the 15th time. Uh-huh. And I'm not above playing rough with my kid, but it really wasn't. I just grabbed her little arm. I feel a pop. Oh, no. And that she, can happen. Yeah. Did and you dislocate your child's arm? It would seem so. Is this a cover story? For me being abusive. Uh, no, I mean, I barely, I don't know what even could have done it. I mean, I'll swing this bitch around the room. I'll throw her onto the couch and the bed. But anyways, I feel a pop. I'm like, nah. I mean, sometimes, you know, stuff pops. I'm old. I don't really mm-hmm. know how children's bones when they're not. You know this is formed. going on the internet, right? It's, uh, this is the least concerning thing that's been said so far. Okay. So long story short, she's got a quick bounce back rate normally. She continues to be upset and i'm like fuck we're snowed in so i don't know if we got so we have the teledoc thing uh we submit a thing they're gonna call us in like five minutes and i tell them what happened the first thing she says is like how close are you to the emergency room (laughs) and i'm like there's emergency rooms everywhere because we live in america uh that's a different problem to go into at a different time but i was like but we're snowed in like, mm-hmm. you know, we live on a hill. I don't know. She goes, all right, I'm not supposed to do this, but here's what you do. And have you ever seen, like, a guy on the sideline when he gets his <laughs> shoulder dislocated and a guy has to go over and they move it until it does a weird thing? You had to, like, fucking, like, what is that movie where he does that a lot? You had the Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. You're a one-year-old. A, you're one-year-old? Yeah. But apparently, there it wasn't her shoulder. They have a little thing that doesn't form until they're like five or something. That's from oh wrist no. So I had to grab her in a certain way, and I had to turn it, twist it in a certain way until it popped, and then she was fine. And then we were like, "Thank you, lady, so much for doing this." Even though apparently you weren't supposed to instruct me how to do that, uh, you know, we could have gotten to a wreck in the snow, whatever. And then me trying to be, you know, add some levity. I was like, yeah, and you probably saved us a bunch of money. And she goes, yeah, you would have came in. I would have done that. It would have taken the same five seconds and we would have charged you $800. So big ups to the snow day. For saving you an emergency room. If that had happened when I could have driven to an emergency room. Oh, imagine if you had called an ambulance because of the hill. She'd been like, well, I guess you're going to have to call an ambulance. 
Yeah, so then it would have been 2,800. If you ever describe human anatomy getting shifted back into other human anatomy on my fucking podcast again, I'll throw up on you, dude. That shit's gross. Do you like look up gory stuff? Is that what you're trying to do to us? Yeah, I'm like a... You're like on E-bombs world? I don't really know what this that is. This is my like, stomach when you started talking about fucking Mel gun, Gibson and your... Machine gun. Mel Gibson. <laughs> no, it's not going to be the machine gun. Now I can't do it. You ruined a bit. It was this. Boo! Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be... I, what, I was looking for one. Oh. That was the one I was looking for. <laughs> that's like slightly... That's like oh. more offended. Yeah. It's like All a, right. Well, fuck me. I try to tell like a... It's relatable. And charming. It was a good story. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end. You experienced growth, and you learned something about being a father. The best thing about the story is that I'm kind of the hero of it. You are you the know? hero of it. Because my wife was there, and, and this a- fucking sexist doctor or nurse practitioner lady was like, okay, ma'am, is your husband there? And she was like, yeah, he's off camera, embarrassed because he hurt his child. And she was like... <laughs> Get that person with a penis over here. We're going to need somebody to take action. Oh, no. Fuck her. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that until just now. But And she was right. My wife would have cried and freaked out and whatever if she had to do that. Well, <coughs> I also believe she is the type of person that could lift a car if that kid was in trouble. So, Well, then those, are, those don't make sense together. Which it would They would have all happened. Do you think you met... Because your your wife and you are both recovered alcoholics, you perhaps take out your anger from drinking on each other, from not drinking on each other. Couple things. Uh, we're both <laughs> practicing alcoholics. You still practice? Uh, here and there. Uh. Uh, she practices the shit out of it. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, that's one of the. It do, it doesn't make you mean at all. No. Um, that's how I was. Maybe being hungover, I get like in a bad mood, but I've never. We're not take it out on the other person. Yeah, definitely the hangovers would give me a bad mood, but when I drank, I was never like. Yeah, well, that, and that to me is like what almost kind of makes it worse. Like I have a buddy that is, I think, celebrating six or eight years. I think six years sober now, something like that. And he, when he got sober, everyone was like, oh, okay, cool, finally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, A, he would do crazy shit, and he got fighty sometimes, but he was just a mean, and he's the greatest guy, and now is the greatest guy 100% of the time. But when he got sober, everyone was like, took a sigh of relief, and was like, okay, cool. But nobody, if you're a nice, you know, amicable, friendly, yeah. drunk guy. I remember when I quit drinking, a bunch of people were like, why? Yeah. Why? Because I spend 80 fucking dollars every day. Yeah, it's a lot, that's when you have to quit for those kind of things. Like my thing was just like I'm tired of being tired and I want yeah. to be more productive. I definitely also thought I was like about to die from the, yeah. my kidney hurt. Yeah, when it's like money and just health in general and stuff like that. It's a lot more boring. But also it proves that I was right about being able to handle my alcohol better than anybody else. I mean, I felt the same way. Because I could just not stop drinking. I could just drink as much as I wanted. I would go, I would get off at midnight. I'd spend $50 before the bar closed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On $3, you call it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. That was my MO. That's like a belly is... a belly full of liquor. That's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> yeah, it was the same way. And then I got to the point where I just financially, I was like, I don't know how I did it in my twenties, spending fifty hundred dollars every night at the bar, mm-hmm. and then I got you know, made more money and yeah. didn't really waste money and buy everyone shots and tip people 20 bucks for a drink and all that stupid shit. And I still didn't have any money. I was like, this is just not sustainable. Yeah. I I definitely was bad about that. I'd get one Michelob. It's, it's, if I could drink one beer, I'd be fine. But halfway through that beer, I start wanting another, you know, nine shots and to buy my friend a shot. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, um, what but, what ad- what addiction helps you not drink the best? What um, what other thing helps you the best? For me, working out is the yeah. is the catalyst. So it's like everything. It's like a chicken or the egg. However, you get there. But if I'm working out, then I start eating right. I can't just go on a diet and lose weight without. I don't know why, but so I work out oh. and then I start eating good, and then I'm like, well, okay, I don't want. 2000 empty calories from the liquor and then I'll probably cheat on the diet and then I'll probably wake up and feel like shit and not yeah. go work out. So everything like to keep that kind of thing going. How much do you pay for your gym? Uh I have the expensive membership at Planet Fitness. Ooh! Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, so, so when I'm on the road, every city in America has a Planet Fitness. Yeah, so, absolutely. So that is mainly why I keep. So how that. many days out of the year do you think you spend on the road doing comedy? Uh, more than me. <laughs> more than a lot of people, but I don't make a living. I'm like the lowest paid person who's on the road, like forty, fifty weekends. You're the year, unpaid whatever. intern of the Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas comedy circuit. Maybe, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that's changing, but no, it uh, will. It has to. It's to the point now where I've I'm off weekends that I like block out and choose to take off. Yeah. Uh, but I still don't make money doing comedy, so it's kind of weird. Well, it doesn't pay that well. Yeah, and it's not really sustainable, and, and that's until why it pays great. It pays almost nothing. That's why all the famous people are rich people's kids. That can't be true. You don't think that's true? You think that all the famous people are we just talking about comics or are we talking about anybody? Most 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 of your like mid level famous celebrities or really a lot of talented artists are rich kids who had the ability to be unemployed or be in the red for years at a time and not work seventy hours a week trying to pay their bills. Hey, can I borrow some money? I think depending on what kind of art you're talking about, I fully disagree. I think it's almost okay. What type of art do you think? Well, let's that's just not talk about, about comedy because it's a specific thing, and we know it the best. I don't think, with the exception of Damon Wayans Jr. or a couple of people you could probably name, not high level creatives who like truly change the format and become famous for revolutionizing it, or like even like relatively well known like good joke singers like. You know, a a person I see breaking through that is Liz. Liz is not necessarily from good, you know, necessarily rich. Means. I don't think any of us are. Right. But what I'm saying is that if you go to like, if you go look at on Spotify, like musicians, a lot of musicians, their parents are actors. 
because you can just buy your kid a record and get it produced. Yeah, but are they successful? You're saying they rich? play on the jukebox at my restaurant all the time. No, that's pretty. They much... make more money than any musician I would consider good. good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. You and even a be... lot of musicians that are credible creatives who aren't getting, you know, still just the idea that you had the time in your in your life to just sit aside. And I mean, some people work at it the way you and I do, and then they, when they're forty, something breaks for them. That happens too. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's my goal. Well, you bring it back point. to Liz. Is like I think she's gonna be a person that if it, you know, and she's young. You guys are young, but if it takes her longer to get, I don't know if she's gonna move to New York or whatever she's gonna do. But I think. I think she's going to go this way. I just think she's like funny enough to catch. Like, and, uh, I think when she gets an opportunity, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. It could break soon for her. She could get it before she's ready or she could, you know, whatever quote unquote industry. Do you think that about yourself? Uh, I mean, I just hope that I keep going upwards, man. I used to feel like I was the funniest person in the whole world. I felt like you were too. And I'm not anymore. I think you still are. Oh, that's really nice. You know, it's almost too nice. I think I I fell in love with you when we used to do that, uh, Mike at the Tin Panther. And, you know, you had a lot, it's an open mic, so you had a lot of really bad people. Then you had people like me that were, you know, I'm like overly prepared, especially back in those days. I'm really a, a try hard. And you went up there and like did your opening joke and then just worked the room. And I'm talking at like a open mic. You remember you were trying to tell guys that didn't know how to fuck. You use the curtain as a diagram of a vagina <laughs> and you're trying to show everyone where the clit was and everything. And I was like, this person and I are not doing the same thing right now. No, I don't know. That's okay. I'm not trying to shit on myself. I'm just saying... Well, if, you know, I just think you have a very, you know... I don't get booked. So, what? Wait, I say that? No, I don't get booked. Yeah. You know? So, and it's because I'm not consistent enough. So, you're saying you're overprepared, but you're getting booked all over the lower, the, you know, the, the, the Sun Belt and north texas and i don't know how to describe the region well i'm sort of all over the place now really yeah i was doing just the south when's the plane ride when's your next plane ride uh i'm going to dayton ohio you like pretty soon i might drive to colorado do you like riding on a plane i'm so i've (laughs) i think maybe i won't if i do it a few more times but i've left the state of texas so few times in my life that there's still some novelty to it for yeah me but i definitely i've like took a spirit plane the last time i flew and it felt glamorous to me. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm over this but i used to be you know that uh tom segura joke about the guy that's got the window open no he's like it's a 6 a.m flight there's a verbal agreement that all the little windows are shut and there's one fuckhead who acts like he's never seen a cloud before and it's like blinding <laughs> everyone's trying to sleep and he's like looking out the window amazed. i didn't even realize you were supposed to do that i took a 
8 a.m. flight. Nobody closed their window. Oh, I do what everybody else does, or I just keep it closed. But nobody shut their window around me. I kept mine open. I can sleep with the light. I don't. If you're such a big ass baby that you can't sleep with a little light, sleep when you get home. Are you really <laughs> gonna be that comfortable on the plane? Like if light keeps you awake, how are we gonna fall asleep in the fucking Southwest Airlines Spirit Airline ass chair? Go that's, fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Point. Buy a mask. This is a plane. It's a public place. That'd be like getting on a You great... hear that, Tom Segura? I mean, I'm not trying to knock the guy down. I didn't even know it was a famous person. Now I just now I'm never gonna get booked. <laughs> cancel your trip to Austin. Jesus You're Christ. Dude. In he doesn't state. work in Austin, does he? I mean, he's based out of there. I, I'm sure he works out. Is is you local. think Austin is really as popping as people say it is? I'm hoping it might be its own little thing, even when things get back to normal, if they get fully back to normal. But it's never going to be New York. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it's just not possible. But, I mean, they could open what it could sustain with the kind of people they have that come out to stuff. They could open three different comedy clubs in the next five years, and it could really be a... A scene, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems great down there, and everybody I know who moved down there, uh, uh, I've just bitches about it. <laughs> drinks too much and does too much. Well, not um, paprika. Actually, I've heard that about the scene, but I don't. The people I know, in particular, who moved down there, don't tend to do that stuff, regardless of the people around them. So. I can't really say that the people I know who moved down there, but I've heard it from other people. Who I mean, I bet if you're out. a certain age and demographic, there's you can find whatever in whichever scene you go to. But when I was when I went down there earlier late last year, it was impossible to be sober. I found some. I had to find some like gummies or something to just to like be around all the people. Yeah, everybody's so fucked up. It's Sodom and Gomorrah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say, right when I came back, I was talking about something that happened on that trip. And I would say, you better go down and visit soon because it's about to turn to salt. Oh, is that a religious reference? Yeah, dude. Uh, Nailed it. You're not religious? No. You know... <clears throat> just two best friends getting to know each other. What? Uh, two broke kings. What? What? Uh, what? 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 Say something. I'm giving up on you. Um, do you want me to karaoke sing a song? Yeah, you got one cued. Um, I can, going It takes like a second. I just need my phone. I don't have my phone. <laughs> I know where. Oh, it is. it's recording. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> well, that was a good idea while it lasted. I'm wanting to fall asleep in despair. Lay back on the couch in despair. Is that what you were doing before I got here? No. Well, Playing video, video playing game. NCAA. Football 13. There you go. I was the Texas Longhorns for a while. My other coach that I started originally. I was the offensive coordinator for the Baylor Bears to start out. And uh, we won three conference championships in a row, but we lost the national championship game every time. Defense. <laughs> and then I finally uh, <laughs> had my offense singing so well that we won it in the fourth year. We won the big thing. 
We went undefeated that year. And that undefeated season got me a five-star. That's cool, man. Can I get you another drink? <laughs> Miller Lite, right? <laughs> That's so funny. Beer in a shot? Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's this guy that tells me about his fucking games that he plays. And he plays, like, the worst games. Like, he's like... I'm playing this game, Kingdoms of Amalur, Holy Awakening, and I'm like, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds awesome, dude. Wow, tell me more. <laughs> what games have you played? You a video gamer? I'm really not. Gamer? No. No, because you don't even like sports. Yeah, so that's so takes that out of it. you're not competitive. That was actually like the only kind of video games I would play was like games you could play with slash against other people. But Mario Kart? I'm into Mario. I'm into pretty much any racing game, any like fighting game or whatever. What about racist games? <laughs> I'm super into racist games. No, you're not. If you're a racist, we can't do this podcast together. You're in luck. Are you a racist? I'm not a racist. <laughs> are you a? Are I you, have never been a are you sympathizer. A, are you a male chauvinist? No. Are you? I mean, I will for, be for a joke. Are you a capitalist? I guess. Yeah. I think it's uh, got some problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders. I'm su- I'm into Bernie, but I don't pretend to know enough to... Right. AOC? See, now you're losing me. I think yes, but also I don't... <laughs> I'm you, not going to commit You're having to... like an, an internal eye roll to it, the suggestion? No, I just don't... Uh... Like I, I, I know my heart's in the right place, and I know how I feel about things, but I, I wouldn't debate anybody about it because I would super lose track of. I sent her, I sent her five dollars. AOC. Yeah. Nice. Every month. I oh. Five dollars every month. Okay. She's cool. I like her. She seems honest. Danny McGow was trying to roast me for it the other day. He's like, <laughs> you send her five dollars. What are we do? But I was kind of like, it was just me and him. And I'm like, why are you trying to roast me? Like, I think <laughs> yeah. I'm right. You're like, bro, there's no. <laughs> I think I'm right. You know? Yeah. I wish it was more $5 donations that made this political system float. Yeah. But perhaps that's. The pipe dream? <laughs> I was going to say a topic for a different time. It's a nice. Uh, it makes me feel better. Oh, yeah. That you're. Makes me feel like I'm doing something. And it makes me feel like when I defend her, I'm not just talking out my ass to argue with somebody, but I'm actually like, no, that's something I've invested in. Yeah. She seems honest to me. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, that's kind of the way I feel. Like, you know, I'm more in favor of policies or not in favor of mm-hmm. them than I am rah-rah for any. I mean, I like Bernie and a couple other people, but... Right. Uh, but when you have to like defend somebody like that or have to you know what i mean right it gets a little it gets a little muddy and then i'm i'm like you know i may not know i i don't even have a firm stance on issues that are too complicated you know what i mean i think that's wild that people are like yep i know the constitution and i know what's right and exactly what's wrong but i'm like i can tell a person's a piece of shit or i can tell like you know what you're saying about her like I can tell she's a good, honest person that Well, you know or maybe that's folly. Maybe you don't you don't know anything about football. But you probably heard I didn't know this was a football podcast until we started it. Well, 
Do you know who Dak Prescott is? Uh huh. Yeah. Barely. The he's the cow he's the the Cowboys quarterback. That's our team, right? Yeah. The Cowboys is the local team. Okay. Da- Dak's the first first string. Second all uh African American quarterback for the Cowboys. The first one was Quincy Carter, probably. Maybe there's one in the seventies too. Anyway, I feel like there's a lot of things that go on there with that, honestly. Just having sports sparse conversations with people. Like I always hear white guys come in and complain that Dak's not a good leader. And I'm just like You think there's undertones there? How the fuck would you know if he's a good leader? You know, like what <laughs> are you on the team? Are yeah. you like are do you cover the team? Do you are you the ball boy at practice? Yeah. You see how him could you have that inside? Cutting people down and being rude? Or have you just cherry picked things that you've heard? Or have you not cherry picked anything and just been like, well, they didn't win the Super Bowl last year, and I kind of think he might not be a good leader already because it was a silent thing in my brain I'm not paying attention to. <laughs> you know, and so he's not a good leader. Yeah. Actually, I, I would confidently say there's a lot of that going on. Somebody listened. To, I heard music just now. Did you hear that? I did not. It went away, though. How do you think this went? We're getting towards the end here. It's been about an hour. I'm happy with it. Are you about ready to wrap up, or do you want to do a little bit more talking? Uh, I think we can end it if we're at a good spot. Well, I mean, we're not to an hour yet. You wanted to do a full hour. Well, you got anything else you want to touch on? I mean... Sure. You're 4-0. Um, sure. What what What's one thing you do every day that makes you feel smarter? Drink coffee. Hmm. Uh no, I uh I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Okay. Because uh my oh. excuse is that I don't have time to read read, but do you, do you want to start a book club for the podcast? Uh I'm tight with that. Yeah. So what we gotta pick a book for this week. Well, I'm listening to something currently that's super uh heavy, but it is Black History Month, so that might be uh, something that fits into that. Sure, man. I, I just finished a book, so you go ahead and shoot me with whatever you got. Well, it's called How the Word is Passed, uh, A Reckoning with the History of Slavery Across America, or something close to that. How the Word is Passed? Yeah. It's an audiobook? Yes. How long is it? Uh, it's probably around 10 or 12 hours, if Oof. I had a guess. Maybe closer to 10. So what's that in pages, if I was trying to sit down and read this bad boy? I do not know. Uh, 1,200? On the smaller side, as as far as like stuff that I listen to goes, but I really couldn't. Oh, really? It. It's not that long? I mean, it's not a big... You know, there's... You get into like a big autobiography, and they're like 50 hours, so... Nice. I've read autobiographies that long so maybe i wouldn't struggle with it too hard it's just i mean it should be a real page turner but also weighs kind of heavy on you uh i don't mind that kind of stuff that's actually what i find myself most is informational Mm -hmm. historical stuff yeah if you can give me something that's historical informational educational and then but then doesn't read like a Mm -hmm. textbook i'm super into that and this falls right into that category well, that was poor baby. Poor baby. Do you want it to get a logo done and we can put it on the, like, as we float in? Mm-hmm. I got a guy. Really? Mm-hmm. 
what, do, what what's the what should we go for with the styling of the logo? Uh, I'll tell you later. No, let's do it right now. Uh, well, I hadn't looked it up, but I thought not something like... I had an idea. Okay, I, hit me. Well, I want to see your idea first, and then I'll throw you mine, because you said yours first. This is riveting. This content. is riveting. This is honest. Art is honest. It's not anything else. If you're doing something worth experiencing it's worth observing as art yeah like something like that okay you know, so this works cartoony yeah not you know i don't want a pacifier and a rattle in there but like it's kind of childy and cartoony and oh. childy is my new word poor baby yeah super childy. can we you want to go with pink and blue bright pink and bright bright blue yeah which one's pink and which one's blue? You mean outline or main color? Well, I'm imagining like poor baby. Oh. In that typeface. And then the top one's pink or blue. And the bottom one's pink or blue. Or maybe the letters are like pink, blue, pink, blue. That, doesn't, that, sound, that sounds the best, right? Pink, blue, pink, blue. I don't know. Might be a little on the nose. Oh, what if it's a clown face? crying I don't know like a big sad clown and he's got his shirt off and he's got a really hairy chest because he has a high T count <laughs> <laughs> alright man well we I w- you know I wish we had figured out a way to end that but maybe we should just end on the gunshot thing and it, it just cuts out on that I'll cut it out super hard is that funny that's good enough yeah Oh, it's shorter than I thought. Well, you can't talk after we do it because I have to cut it out. Well, can't you just cut it out when well, I talk? Oof.